Welcome to my house. Welcome to the Structure Talk podcast, a production of Structure Tech Home Inspections. My name is Ruben Saltzman. I'm your host, alongside building science geek, Tessa Murray. We help home inspectors up their game through education, and we help homeowners to be better stewards of their houses. We've been keeping it real on this podcast since 2019, and we are also the number one home inspection podcast in the world, according to my mom. All right, Tess. So this week, we're kind of tying this in to the blog again, and we're going to do it. We're going to do a fairly short episode here because it's a fairly simple topic, but we're going to talk a little bit about inspecting old fuse panels. This is a very specific topic. You have taught a lot of inspectors on our team how to inspect electrical panels, fuse panels, the difference between 60 and 100 amp and split bus panels. So we're going to talk about all that stuff today. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a topic that's a little intimidating for most people, at least, well, maybe that's just me. Electrical is an intimidating topic to me, I think. And even though, yes, I have you know, taught a lot of our inspectors on the team and people we've hired and, and stuff, how to inspect them, I still feel like it's something I'm always learning about. And even just reading through your recent blog on them, I feel like I picked up a couple a couple things too. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. It, it never ends with electrical. I feel like no matter how much you think you know, there's going to be somebody behind you that's going to make you look stupid because they know so much more than you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was always one of those things when I was inspecting, I always had questions about electrical things. And I luckily I would text you or someone else on the team who was, you know, way more experienced than me and we could figure out an answer. But it's a lot of times it's not cut and dry either. It's it's not necessarily something that, you know, you can say, yeah, that's a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. Sometimes there's, yeah. you know, variables yeah. make it challenging. Well, and, and that's that's kind of what brings up today's topic. There's there's an inspector on our team who had shared on our internal discussion board, he had shared a bunch of photos of an electrical panel at his inspection, he was saying, guys, what, what am I looking at here? Is this a 60 amp panel or a 100 amp panel? And he took very good photos. He's got photos of the outside of the panel and the inside and the labels and, and the meter and everything. And after looking at all of it, I couldn't figure it out. Like we wow. could not give him a definitive answer. But that makes me feel better <laughs> that you couldn't figure it out by looking yeah. at it. Okay. Yeah. But I, I did write a blog post about it to just discuss all of this because I wanted to lay out all of the stuff that we do think about when we're trying to figure out the size of the panel. And I could tell him with about 99% certainty that this tiny little fuse panel he was looking at was a 100 amp panel. but I, okay. I couldn't find anything that definitively said it on there. And that's that's probably one of the most important things that we look for is just a label mm -hmm. that says what the panel's rated at. We'll have a couple of photos in our show notes, but in, in one of these photos, there's there's a label on this tiny little fuse panel. It says very clearly 100 amps. So there, mm -hmm. you've got a 100 amp panel. Now, is it a yeah. 100 amp service? Because a 100 amp service is not the same thing as a 100 amp panel. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, before we dive into that more, because I, I do want to hear some more detailed conversation on this and your thought process too for the things that you look at to determine service size and everything. Um, let's just back up for a second. And why is it a big deal that we're even talking about like a 60 amp service versus a hundred amp service? Like what do most houses have for a service size? What do we typically see? Well, new construction today, I'd say it's pretty much all one. 50 to 200 amps. I mean, 200 amps is pretty standard. They just put in big service and they say you got plenty of room for expansion and we never need to worry about it. But the minimum size you can put in today is 100 amps. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get a surprising amount of coverage with a 100 amp service. I know when I used to, when I was taking these electrical inspection classes, we had to do these load calcs and I did a load calc at my own house to figure out what I needed. And at the time I had a one and a half story house in Minneapolis. I only had one major 240 volt appliance. It was the air conditioner and you add up everything. And I needed like 50.9 amps at my house. So huh. my 100 amp service wow. was nearly twice what what I really needed, but it was still the minimum allowable. Yeah. So 60 amps is a big deal because it, it's it's not even allowed for modern houses today. They need a bigger service. Yeah. Size. Yeah. You wouldn't put in a, a, a 60 amp service today. And not only that, but a lot of insurance companies get kind of whipped up when there's a 60 amp service. I think they get more whipped up about fuse services but a lot of them just don't like to see a 60 amp service. Either they're going to charge more yeah. for insurance or they're not going to insure the home if you have a service size of 60 amps. And and okay. it's one of those things that as home inspectors, we need to report on the service size. Our standard of practice says we need to describe what the service size is. And mm -hmm. again, service size is the service size. That's That's the total that the house can use coming in. It's not the same thing as the electrical panel size. You could have a panel that's rated for 200 amps and you could have a 60 amp breaker in there and no more than 60 is going to come in. It could be a 60 amp service, yet you have a 200 amp panel. And that's not a defect. It probably is a defect. I mean, <laughs> there's probably going to be yeah. something wrong. If we see that, if we see a 60 amp service and there's a 200 amp panel, there was probably somebody messing around in there without a permit. That's usually the case, but not 100%, only probably. Does that make sense? Okay. So yeah, it does. The service size coming in does not always match what the panel can handle. That's right. So there's a lot of different things that we look at as a home inspector to try and determine, okay, well, first of all, what is the service size? And then what is your panel rated for and how much amperage do you have coming through the panel into yeah. the house? I, I don't think I'm exaggerating here though. When I say probably 99% of the time, the two are the same. It's pretty unusual okay. to find panel size that doesn't match the service size. So almost every time, if you see a 100 amp panel, it's going to be a 100 amp service, just not 100% yeah. okay. of the time. Right. So this is probably something though, this 1% is probably something you'd find in an older yes. house, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. And then another clue that points you in the direction of what, ser what the service size is, is going to be the size and shape of the meter on the outside of the house or the meter base. You know about all those, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of houses, um, if it's like an overhead service, you can trace those main wires, you know, to your house and then follow the mass down along the outside wall and you'll, it'll come to a, the actual meter box mm -hmm. itself. That's what you're talking yeah, exactly. about. The box that holds the yep. meter. 
Yep. And so there's a there's a clue there you're saying yeah. that indicates kind of the service yeah, size. If it's if it's a round meter base where the, the base is it's round. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's almost always sixty amps. Now According to Douglas Hansen, code guru Douglas Hansen, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it has to be 60 amps. You can still have a 100 amp service with a round meter base. So don't take that round meter okay. base as gospel. Don't don't take it as a rule that this is 60 amps. It's just probably 60 amps. And then if you've got a okay. square meter base, it's almost always 100 amps. And then when you start getting into a rectangular meter base, it's probably going to be 150 amps or more. Now, not always. I had a really unusual situation when I lived in Minneapolis where I had this huge rectangular meter base, but I I only had a 100 amp service. But it was also really weird where hmm. my meter was located on the power pole. I want you to think that through. So you had a service drop. The service drop came down from the overhead wires in the alley. They came down on this conduit and my meter was attached to the power pole, and then the wires went back up the conduit, out of the meter, up the power pole, and then into my house. And I had no meter attached to my house. The meter was in the alley. Oh, that's so... I've never seen that before. It's the only house I've ever seen it on myself. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder why. All I know is the rumors (laughs) that I heard about the previous owner from all my neighbors, and apparently the, the person who used to live there really did not like people coming on his property. It's very private. And I think he was able to pull some strings somehow to make it so that nobody would have to enter his property to take meter readings. Wow. Okay. But I, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's a a very unique circumstance, you know, and actually I've seen meters in, in basements before too. Have you come across that? That's unusual. And if you see a meter in a basement, I mean, I have never seen a meter in a basement with a 100 amp service. It's it's either going to be a 30 amp service. Yeah, you heard me right. 30 amp service or a 60 amp service. What? One of those two. Okay. Yep. yep. So that's another indicator if you see the meter in kind of a strange location, either a round socket or a yep. round metal box or in a, in a different location. Yeah, it'll point you in that yep. direction. And then, and then another limiter is the size of the wires coming in, uh, known as the service entrance conductors or SECs. Coming into the coming panel? Coming into the panel, exactly. About? Yep. Okay. Now, now yep. the over. So you'll need to remove the cover in order to inspect that part. Exactly. Of it. A normal. Yeah. It's just if you're looking at the panel with the door open, you won't see it. You have to take That's the cover right. off. That's right. We got to inspect the interior of the panel. And we're not talking about the overhead wires. Those are owned by the utility company. They can do whatever they want. We don't, we don't concern ourselves with the size of those overhead wires. It's just the size of the wires coming into the panel. Those are the service entrance conductors. And for, well, I'm not going to get into all the wire sizes. Look at a chart. And there's different wire sizes for copper and aluminum. The aluminum wires are always going to be one size bigger, but good rule of thumb there. I mean, just one one size we'll talk about. If it's number four copper or number two aluminum, that's good for 100 amps. And as a home inspector, you start to get familiar with all these different wire sizes. And you're usually able to tell at a glance, okay, does this look too big? Is this, is, does this look too small? Too small. Is what I meant to say. Yeah. It's never too big. <laughs> you can always go bigger. 
Yeah, and explain that. I mean, why is it? Why would it be a problem if the wire is too small? Too small. It's 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 not going to handle sufficient current, and it could overheat and could start on fire. That's that's the bottom line. So if you've got like a, a wire that's rated for sixty amps, and it comes into a panel, and the main breaker is a hundred amps, that wire can overheat, right. and the breaker's not going to trip. Right. Exactly. And start a fire. Okay. We'd look at the meter base. We'd look at the wire sizes. We look at the panel size. And then, of course, the the final thing we look at is the overcurrent protection device, which is a fancy way of saying fuse or circuit breaker. What's what's Mm -hmm. the main fuse or what's the main circuit breaker? And on most panels, it's just going to be one. You, you have a big breaker that's labeled 100 amps, or you have a single fuse block where you, you pull out the fuses, and inside you've got, say, 60 amp fuses or 100 amp fuses. And that gives away the service size right there. But I say most because somewhere between, what was it? Uh, I think it's like 1965 to 1981. Mm. I'll have to check my facts. If I'm wrong, I'll have to come back and edit this podcast. But (laughs) somewhere in that time, we were allowed to have something called a split bus panel where it would be more than one hand movement to shut off all the power, more than just one circuit breaker. So you you were Mm -hmm. allowed to have up to six of them to shut off all the power inside of one panel. So you Mm -hmm. you could have a breaker that shuts off power to the dryer one that shuts off power to the water heater, one for the air conditioner, and then maybe another breaker that shuts off power to the bottom half of the panel. And so that that's mm-hmm. that's why they would call this a split bus panel where it's it's split up into two different distribution systems for the power. So what did this panel look like that kind of had the home inspector stumped? Was it a fuse panel or was it a breaker panel? It was a or- fuse panel. And it had two fuse block pullouts at the top. And then it had four screw-in glass fuses down below that. So really small panel. So you got four 120-volt circuits. And then you got one pullout that shuts off all the power to those below. And then one more fuse for a 240-volt circuit. Or one more fuse pullout for a 240 that's it. That's all. I mean, this is a tiny little panel. Huh. And so usually when you yeah. see a panel that size, you just kind of assume, okay, it's got to be a 60 amp service. But we looked at this more closely and, and I don't I don't think we could a- a- actually figure this out for this panel, but a lot of those old fuse panels are going to be a split bus fuse panel. Oh wait, we did figure it out on this one because both of those fuse okay. block pullouts said main, indicating the oh. only way to shut off all the power is to pull out both of those fuse blocks. Both. Yes, yes. And, okay. And that okay. tells us this is a split bus panel. And on those split bus yeah. panels, usually the way it worked is you'd have a 60 amp fuse block. So you pull out those, those 60 amp fuses and you're dis- disconnecting power to those four screw-in fuses below. But you're not hmm. disconnecting power to the other fuse block. That other fuse block gets its own power directly from the wires coming in. And those are going to send out power to a, a 240-volt appliance. So you got to pull out mm-hmm. both of those to shut off all the power. So it, I mean, I would bet any sum of money that this is a 100-amp panel. Yeah, I was going to say that's tough because when you're inspecting, we don't we don't pull those fuse blocks no. out typically when we're inspecting because it's going to kill the power to exactly. the house. So we're just looking at it. And if it doesn't have, you know, main labeled on it, we're not able to determine 
what it's going to or how it's working or even what, you know, the the amperage is of those fuse exactly. blocks to be able to determine if it's 60 or 100 or 50 or yeah. whatever. Unless unless there's a label, there usually is a label, but in this case the label was illegible. I mean, it was it was totally faded and scraped off, couldn't figure anything out. Yeah, and you're talking about the label, the piece of paper that's usually on the inside of the the panel door right. when you open it. Exactly. Yeah, it'll say right there what it's rated yep. for. You know, another thing too, I think a lot of people wonder about, um, you know, is there anything inherently dangerous about having a fuse panel itself? No, no. Compared to a circuit no. breaker Fuses panel? are perfectly safe. Nothing wrong with them. I mean, once they blow, they have blown. Now, insurance companies don't like them because they're old, they're outdated. It means that you've got an old electrical system. It's easy to overload stuff. And Fuse panels can be tampered with. I mean, with a bunch of those old Edison-based fuses, and they call it an Edison-based fuse or fuse base because you could take a light bulb and actually screw it into that fuse base. It was the exact same threads. So you could get, hmm. you could get, say, it's a 15-amp circuit and it keeps blowing. Well, you get annoyed that it keeps blowing, and so you just get a 30-amp fuse instead and you screw it in there. So it was a lot easy, hmm. easier to tamper with fuse services. Doesn't mean fuses are at all unsafe. Just means that- Right. It's when people mess with it, right? When the, yeah. when the homeowner puts a pe- copper penny in there or a larger fuse so that it doesn't it doesn't blow, that's when we're potentially creating exactly. fires. That's the exactly. problem. Okay. So to summarize, Ruben, it sounds like there's a few kind of checkpoints you have mentally when you're trying to assess a situation where you're not exactly sure what the panel size is, right? Yeah. Well, service size. Service so size. Sure okay. Service size. Service we'll, size. We'll try to figure out the panel size. We'll look at the service right. entrance conductors. We'll look at the meter and we'll look at the maximum overcurrent protection device. And of course, as part of doing that, we need to figure out, is this a split bus panel? Is there more than one overcurrent protection device inside of that one panel enclosure? Those, yeah. those are kind yeah. of the four things we look at to help determine the service size. And it's really easy when there is an actual label you can read on the inside of the panel. <laughs> when it's not there, then you're trying to figure it out with these other Exactly. Methods. And and even if the panel size is labeled, it's not synonymous with the service size 100% of the time. Most of the time it is, but we can't just hang our head on that. We got to look at everything. Well, these are some really good tips. And if you're a home inspector inspecting some older houses out there that might have older panels or fuse panels, hopefully this is helpful to you. Or even if you're a homeowner and you're trying to figure out your own panel and you've got one of these, hopefully this has been helpful I hope to you. So. Probably, probably lost a lot of people with this one, but you know what? Too bad. This is a pretty technical. This is a pretty technical and, one. And you today. know what? Yeah. We said at the beginning of the year we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get really specific with a few of these. That's okay. Yes, yes, we did. We gave you a fair yeah. warning, listeners. <laughs> All right, Tessa, thank you for being my co-host. Sure, appreciate it. Hey, it's been fun. <laughs>